From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Wednesday, November 18th, 2020. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Governor Mike DeWine announced yesterday he will issue a three-week 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. curfew beginning tomorrow to slow the spread of COVID-19 without a complete shutdown. Kevin Landers has more. Now, the governor said this was a compromise between the hospitals and the business community, as well as the mental health community, who feared a shutdown would lead to more overdoses and suicides, as well as kids staying out of school. The governor said he had to choose between two bad decisions and chose one that he felt would have the most impact and cause the least harm. But a shutdown, he says, is not off the table if this doesn't work. We'll evaluate it after 21 days. No responsible governor would ever say, I'm not never going to do this or I'm never going to do that. This is our attempt not to do those things. It's our attempt to pull everybody together on one team, not single out any particular industry, but say, hey, we're all in this together. We got to knock this thing down. Let's let's sprint. Let's do it for 21 days. Let's see where we are and we'll evaluate it after 21 days. The Ohio Restaurant Association said businesses felt that if they were forced to close, the industry would unfairly bear the financial burden while other businesses were allowed to stay open. You know, I think it's important to recognize that restaurants have done everything to ensure that they're not spreading the virus. The spread appears to be occurring in unregulated settings like we've talked about home parties family gatherings, social events, and schools and other places where individuals are not always following the advice and, and wearing masks. From the State House, Kevin Landers. Governor DeWine said yesterday the curfew is not absolute. Yolanda Harris explains. Now the order, once signed, will apply to all retail businesses, but we have learned there are a few exceptions. The curfew will not apply to anyone going to or from work during those hours. You'll still be able to order carry-out food or go through a drive through and delivery will still be allowed. The governor also said it is not intended to stop people from getting groceries or going to a pharmacy. I'm Yolanda Harris. During the governor's coronavirus update yesterday, he did take a moment to focus on where the spread is worst, especially where hospitalizations are mounting. ONN's Dave James reports. DeWine says the top five counties in Ohio for recent spread of COVID are showing alarming numbers. If you look at the top five, Putnam, Mercer, Allen, Lake, Auglaize, these numbers are just shocking. It means that one out of 100 people in the last two weeks uh, was diagnosed with COVID. Those counties include the cities of Ottawa, Salina, Lima, Painesville, and Wapakoneta. DeWine says the number of hospitalizations has been climbing swiftly over the last month or so. October 13th, we had 1,000 people in our hospitals in Ohio who had COVID. November 5th, that number was 2,000. By November 12th, that number had gone from 2,000 to 3,000. Now it's over 3,600. He says there were 280 Ohioans in intensive care a month ago. Now there are 900. Dave James, I went in news. People in the Glass City are reacting to the new statewide curfew. Emma Henderson has the details. When the governor announces big changes like a curfew, people head to the store to stock up on essentials. And they're not shy about sharing their opinions. This curfew is ridiculous. It's just a way for them to keep their thumb on us. After this three weeks, I would like for people to actually realize that it's our actions that keep putting us in this situation. It's not some random force of nature. It's not the government saying it. It's literally our actions. It's a pain in the butt to have these on, but you got to have them on. Emma Henderson in West Toledo. The surge in positive COVID cases in the Buckeye State is giving officials in Northeast Ohio trouble with keeping up with the count. ONN's Michael Kelly has more. 
Compare it to running out of fingers to try and keep count. The city of Cleveland said this influx is so overwhelming they are unable to give an accurate total of COVID-19 diagnosis. The Cleveland Department of Public Health announced late Monday that a full report will be issued to the public once the flood of data is reviewed and analyzed. The growing numbers led to Governor Mike DeWine's three-week curfew order. The city of Akron also took action passing legislation prohibiting private gatherings of six or more people. That will be enforced by Summit County Public Health and Akron PD. In Cleveland, Michael Kelly, ONN News. Governor DeWine deflected questions yesterday regarding an FBI search at the home of Ohio's top utilities regulator. Andrew Kinsey has the latest. Agents removed boxes of materials Monday from the Columbus home of Sam Rendazzo, chairman of the Public Utilities Commission of Ohio. An FBI spokesman said it was related to a search warrant sealed by a federal judge, but offered no additional details on it. DeWine said there's no reason to believe Rendazzo is under investigation by the FBI. We're waiting for additional information, quite candidly. I hired him. I think he's a good person. Uh, If there's evidence to the contrary, then we'll, we'll act accordingly. I'm Andrew Kinsey. Pfizer is close to getting emergency authorization for its coronavirus vaccine, but it needs to be stored at temperatures most freezers can't handle. Karina Nova says there's an Ohio company that's coming to the rescue. The vaccine must be stored at temperatures that are negative 94 degrees Fahrenheit, and the Solo Environmental Equipment Company in Cincinnati makes freezers that get even colder. Now that small family-owned business is on a global stage taking orders as companies get ready to store that precious cargo. We definitely uh, feel like we're helping out. Dan Hensler, who works with the company, says normally they get orders in the single digits, but now they're getting orders in the dozens, if not hundreds. I'm Karina Nova. A young woman from the Dayton area who was acquitted of killing and burying her newborn in her family's backyard has been released from a probation term she was serving for abuse of a corpse. Tracy Townsend explains. A judge granted Brooke Schuyler Richardson's request during a court hearing yesterday. She had served about 14 months of a three-year probation term imposed last year. Richardson had sought to have her probation terminated to attend law school to become a public defender. Richardson buried her newborn daughter in the town of Carlisle just days after her senior prom in 2017. She had never told anyone she was pregnant and her defense said the baby she called Annabelle was stillborn. Tracy Townsend, ONN News. And the NBA draft is tonight, and the Cleveland Cavaliers hold the fifth overall selection. Owen's Michael Kelly tells us Ohio could still have ties to a top three pick. LaMelo Ball, a longtime consensus among Hoops pundits to be the top selection by Minnesota. He's now actually slipped into that third slot, according to ESPN, which would team him up with Michael Jordan's Charlotte Hornets. Think about that compared to two short years ago. Ball was playing his senior season of high school at Spire Institute right here in Ashtabula County. The then 17-year-old was spotted re- to third graders at nearby St. John's School, filming a segment for his family's Ball in the Family reality TV show. Ball waited out his final year of NBA eligibility, playing in Australia, earning Rookie of the Year. In Geneva, Michael Kelly, ONN News. The draft kicks off at 7 p.m. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.